0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Daigie. And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie. Welcome to episode 158 of Spur of the Moment. Yeah, coming straight from the Simonator Studios in the heart of Texas, the Spurs lost the debut for Victor Wembanyama, Came up short because the other team, the Dallas Mavericks, had a guy named Luka Doncic. And... I've seen this song and dance before, and even when we had the lead, we had a great start to the game, an awesome first quarter, like a lot of young teams do, but ultimately the cream rose to the top, and that was Luka tonight. And uh, he put the team on his back a little bit and dealt the Spurs their first loss of the season. Drew, what were your thoughts about this one just initially?
1: Yeah, so initially I really liked the offense to the San Antonio Spurs team. 33 assists, shooting 51% for the field goal range we had some key turnovers at the end that lost us this game but I was really proud of the Spurs offense defense wasn't too well but the Mavs got Luka Doncic and he had a dagger at the end of the game what were your initial thoughts
0: yeah I was uh I obviously like everybody I was excited to watch uh, Victor Wimanyama step out and he got into a little bit of foul trouble early so he was kind of effectively taken out of the game just with the fouls and all were his fault. There weren't any that I saw that were, well, there was one that I thought was questionable, but, you know, he, he has to overcome that and learn a lot of lessons, because if that starts to become his M.O., teams are going to go after him, and I think he'll be fine. He's got a good uh, basketball IQ, but that was my first observation. other uh, one, Luka, I just, uh, Luca is a highly impressive player for me to watch, and I get jealous of the Mavericks having him often, but a good team can beat a great player in time if this team develops and grows. Um, a lot of good performances, though. I, I really thought overall as a team, it was a really good ball game, especially for a season opener. I think the defense lacked a lot in the first half, but I think it really tightened up in the second half quite a bit. You could tell the intensity kicked up. A lot of bodies hitting the floor. A lot of guys just banging and battling. So that was my initial uh, take on the game. But, um I think the Spurs are going to be all right. We're still young. We are still the youngest team in the NBA. That hasn't changed uh, from last year to this year. So there's still going to be a lot of growing pains. And I think it was probably a good thing, honestly, for the Spurs to drop this one because... I don't want expectations getting too high. We're still young. We still have a lot of growth. A lot of people expect it to happen automatically, and that's not the case. This is a different ball game than a 24-year-old David Robinson and a 21-year-old Tim Duncan and the pieces around those guys. This is an entirely young roster with the exception of a couple bench guys. So this is kind of where we sit right now, and uh, we'll get into uh, our top two and our bottom two. Drew Who were your top two players from this one?
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of options to go to as the whole starting five had double figures and two coming off the bench. But my number one on the top two is going to be Trey Jones. What a night from Trey Jones who is trying to prove himself that he needs to be the starting point guard, and I think he should. What do you think about that real quick?
0: That's interesting. We're going to get that later in the episode because that kind of deals with our uh, question of the day. So I'm just going to lay off that one right now, but I liked Trey's game quite a bit as well.
1: All right, but Trey Jones finished the game with 16 points, six assists, five rebounds, knocking down two out of three threes, which is great to see him improve on that, and five of seven for the field in 25 minutes with only one turnover. Great night from Trey Jones. My second on the top two was Devin Vassell, who was the leading scorer in this game had himself 23 points, 5 rebounds, 3 dimes, shot 9 of 17 from the field, struggled from the 3 line, but his fadeaway was masterful in this game. In 35 minutes, he also had 2 steals. What was your top 2?
0: Yeah, so I had uh, Keldon Johnson as my number 1. I actually kind of expected Keldon to, to fade a little bit in this one with just the the presence of Victor and Sohan in the starting lineup, and of course Vassell improved and eager to show what he's got off the new contract. But I really like Keldon. Plus, I just love his mentality. He's got a positive mindset. You can see him picking up other team uh, team members and just the passion he plays with. So that's why he was my number one. In fact, if you look at his numbers... Kelvin had 17 points, 9 boards, 7 assists, flirting with the triple-double a little bit. So his shooting was pretty solid. He was 7 of 15 shooting. and He knocked down a 3. I just really liked his game. He, he showed me a little bit more than what I was expecting in this one. Then my number 2 was kind of like Drew's. I had Trey Jones as my number 2. Uh, what you're going to get from Trey Jones is a... Uh, <laughs> Just an all-around game. I mean, he ended up last year finishing with a couple triple-doubles, but also a low turnover guy. So just a really nice night for Trey Jones. So Kelden and Trey were my top two. Who are your bottom two, Drew?
1: Yeah, for my number one on his bottom two, I think it's pretty obvious here to go with Doug McDermott. As we can see, his role is going to go down a little bit. He's not going to play as many minutes with us getting Seti Osman taking his spot a little bit. So Doug McDermott had – he shot 1-3, missed it, 11 minutes. That's basically it on a stat line. My number two on the bottom two is going to be Malachi Branham. Wasn't the worst game. I just saw the O of 3 from the three-point land That got him on my bottom two. Who you got?
0: All right, so my number one was Doug McDermott as well. Um, just a big goose egg on the board. I like Dougie McBuckets. Um, i don't know if he's going to be here when the season ends i think he's a good leadership guy and he'll probably coast as that leadership guy for the first half of the season And i expect trade deadline He, he may not be with us but uh i think maybe a contender i like him a lot but this just wasn't his night and my number two slightly controversial pick but uh I went with uh, Victor Wimanyama on my bottom two, and I think uh, Vic would actually appreciate this because he wants to be the best, and he wants to be uh, critiqued like he's the best, and the five turnovers just didn't do it for me, and especially, there was one turnover where he threw it in the lane in traffic at the end of the game when the game was in balance. I think that was a bad pass. A lot of people like to overlook that just because of what his limitless potential is, but... That, to me, stood out, and I'm going to grade him like I would anybody else. If Blake Wesley had done that, I would have ripped him to shreds. If if Malachi would have done that, if Keldon would have done that. So I, I'm going to treat Victor uh, no different. Also, the five fouls. It just it was hard for him to get into game flow because he just kept on getting into foul trouble. I think he's going to learn that. He's going to get a lot of attention. Everybody's coming after him. We, we know that. That's what it's going to be. So that's why he was number two on my uh, – Bottom two, Drew. What do you think about that?
1: I don't like it at all.
0: Nobody three of five from
1: the three point line. Great night shooting. And they didn't feed him at the end of the fourth quarter. Well, they should have kept on feeding him. Well, that's on Sohan and Kelden.
0: Nah, they've got to learn how to. You should have put Sohan on there. no well, I'm just saying, five turnovers most of the time is going to get on my bottom two. So I'm with even though one of our what is potentially going to be. One of our greatest players, if not the greatest player in franchise history. So I don't expect him to be there a whole lot, but this night was Victor's night to be there. With that being said, something we're going to keep track of this year, and we talked about it last year, but this year we're committed to it. We're going to keep standings for the players that are in our top two, bottom two. So basically, each player has the potential to get... uh, at least two votes each night, each game, uh, to be on the top two and the bottom two. So tonight, the leaderboard starts with Trey Jones because he got two, one from me, yeah. one from Drew. We don't ever meet before the show to discuss our top two, bottom two. And we like to have it all our individual opinions. And so it's going to create a non-biased list. So right now the leaderboard is Trey Jones leading with the top two and Doug Mc. Dermot at the bottom of the bottom two. And, of course, Devin and Keldon are going to be up there. But we're just going to follow that this season, kind of tell you how many votes they have, and uh, the leaderboard will stay with us throughout every episode. And I think it might be good taste. I'm not sure about this one. We'll talk about it. Maybe leave it up to you guys as the fans. But that might be our MVP award at the end of the year is the one that has the most most top top twos. That would be the fair way to do it. So um, we'll see if that pans out and uh, where we go from that. All right, the next segment of our show, if you're new to the show as a listener, uh, our, our listeners from the past couple seasons know we like to do a question of the day. Remember, you can always text your questions to 512-540-1626. So tonight's question comes from Matthew in Austin, Texas. Matthew's question was, I was really impressed with Trey Jones in this one. Do you think he eventually gets his starting role back? I'm going to turn that over to Drew, and then I'll follow up after that.
1: Yeah, I think he gets it back. I think he definitely gets it back. Um, I think Sohan gets out of the starting lineup, and he's in. And it could be as soon as this week, but I'm not going to say that yet. I think he'll be the starting point guard by the time the All-Star break hits. What do you think about that?
0: I disagree with that 100%, and I'll tell you why. why. This is why. Because Trey Jones, you want that facilitator coming off the bench. We didn't have that last year. It was Trey and nobody else. We tried to find Blake Wesley, who I think is still a work in progress. Um, So now you're able to play, and I talked with Drew about this the other night, and I'm a big believer in this. I think this is the direction the Spurs are going. So you need to pay attention to this because even Victor Webman-Yama, Even though you think, oh, 7'4 guy or 7'3 and a half guy, whatever you want to say, center, he's not. He's not a center. In fact, I don't even think he's a four. I think he's a three and possibly at times a two. What the Spurs are going to, if you're familiar with the European game, and you can hear Popovich talk about this uh, a lot, you'll, you'll hear him say it a time or two here, positionless basketball. That's why the Europeans have gained ground on us internationally in Olympic play, because they play positionless basketball. That's what I think we're going to. Then Trey Jones comes off the bench, low turnover guy, be able to facilitate and distribute, drive the lane, penetrate. I really like, Trey reminds me a little bit of of Avery Johnson back in the day, if you guys are familiar with that. So with that, I think his role is fitting on the bench to be able to give us that. And then you go with your best five as your starting five. Trey Jones, I think, could fit. he is. He's a traditional point guard, but I don't think we're doing a traditional thing here if you follow us, uh, follow the Spurs as this season moves on. So, Matthew, I was impressed with him. I was. Obviously, he was in both of our top two. But Drew thinks he could be in the starting deal soon. I don't think so. I think they're going to roll with this line because if you watch, just to add on to that one more point, that first quarter, we scored 43 points. 43 with that lineup out there. That positionless basketball will only grow and get better with time. It's not the old school Avery Johnson point guard or Tony Parker point guard. This is a whole different type of ball, and Trey Jones is now that changeup of what used to be the tradition. Drew?
1: Yeah, so I was going to say one more thing. I do think that Sohan's going to start for the whole season. I changed my mind. I think that Trey Jones should finish the games, though. Yeah, like, yeah. Sohan should start them. Trey Jones should finish them at the end. That's just my take. Now, let's get to. Are we good? This yeah, day we're good. History?
0: Yes. The next segment of our show is This Day in Spurs History, and Drew has a great one for us.
1: Yes, I have a great one from October 25th, 2016, where the San Antonio Spurs went to San Francisco to absolutely destroy the Golden State Warriors in KD's debut. And man, we had a lot of great performances in this game. Our leading scorer in this matchup was Kawhi Leonard, who had 35 points, five rebounds, three assists, showing why he's one of the best Spurs of all time. LaMarcus Aldridge had 26 points, 14 boards, three assists. We had Tony Parker, nine points, four assists. Jonathan Simmons with 20 points, four rebounds, three assists. Ginobili with 10 points, and Patty Mills with 10 points. And KD in this game had 27 points and 10 rebounds. And Curry had 26 and 3. But that was not enough for the Spurs to crush their dreams in the opener. But who won the championship at, either, at the end of the year? The Warriors. So uh, so they were shocked. They were getting down after this game, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. I, I do remember the that. Fans. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, I still think, uh, you know, a lot of things happened that year. And, and uh, I'm actually – if you've listened to this uh, show for a while, you know my distaste for Kawhi Leonard. However, ultimately, in the scheme of things, I think there is a guy from France that is erasing that because had that not happened and had not not developed that way, I don't know if we're sitting here with the guy that hopefully is the last time on my bottom two ever. All right. So now it's time. Thank you for that disdain Spurs history. That was a good one, Drew. Um... We're going to preview the upcoming game. Drew, who do the Spurs have next, and what can you tell me about the Rockets?
1: Yeah, so the Spurs have the Houston Rockets, their second game on this homestand. And the Rockets, great, great moves in the offseason. Picked up Fred VanVleet, overpaid, obviously. Three years, $142 million, I think. That's a lot of money for a midpoint, not a little bit above midpoint guard right there. But, yeah, so... The Rockets have Fred VanVleet, Dylan Brooks, Singoon, great player, Jalen Green, Almond Thompson, Jabari Smith, Jalen Green, I mean, Javante Green. I think this team is good, still young. I don't think they're ready to win this year. What are your thoughts on the Rockets?
0: I like Alperin and Singoon a lot. In fact, the draft that we got, uh, Josh Primo, that was who I wanted. I wanted Singoon badly, and we ended up not getting him. Um, I also like Jabari Smith quite a bit. Um, I think Amon Thompson is going to be a good guy for them off the bench. Jalen Green, I'm not really sure about him. I think we are going to go after him defensively because he is weak on the defensive end. Um, I think Van Bleet, you know, that was a good pickup for them, but I, I agree with you. I'm Just slightly above average. I don't think he's great. Um, so I like this matchup, honestly. I think we're also in the, and I'm getting used to calling it the Frost Bank Center instead of AT&T Center, but, I like this matchup for the Spurs, and you'll hear that in my prediction here in a second. Who's your player to go off, and what's your prediction on this one, Drew?
1: Yeah, so like everybody, they really want me to do good in this second game, so he's my player to go off. Give me 20 points and five rebounds, and I'll be happy with that. So Victor Wembanyama's was my player to go off, and my prediction for this game, give me the San Antonio Spurs to beat the Rockets by 18 points. They got crushed wow. by the Magic. They're getting
0: crushed by the Spurs. Woo-hoo-hoo. All right. So, it's funny because my player to go off is also Victor Wembanyama. He's going to go from my bottom two to the top of the pile because I think he's going to learn a lot from that first real competitive NBA game. And I've got the Spurs winning by eight. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think they're going to learn a lesson from that Mavericks game and pull away at the end at the home stadium, the Frost Bank Center. So, Let's go Spurs by eight, and I hope they get the 18. I hope Drew's more right than I am on this one, but uh, we always try to give the, the fair picks on this one. So that brings us to the end of this episode of the Spur of the Moment podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. We'll be back again after the Rockets uh, matchup to kind of go over that. I'm thinking that episode's going to come out on Sunday instead of Saturday. Uh, a lot of times we're going to make sure we get the episodes uh after the game, sometimes Drew's playing football right now, and he's got basketball schedule and baseball schedule. And uh, But we're going to make sure that we get you every episode for every game, all 82 episodes. You can count on us for that. That's going to be tried and true this entire season. So stick with us on the Spur of the Moment podcast. Drew, would you take us home, please?
1: Yes, thank you everybody for listening. And as always, go Spurs, go!